everyone, my name is William Del Pilar. I am the conservative Latino and also a fantasy sports pioneer who helped commercialize the industry. And I am here with my good friend, Big John. <laughs> Big John, we've been a little hit and miss with points on the board, but that's because promo time. We've been launching other podcasts. Yes, First we of have. all, tell us about Big Questions with Big John and tell us about... Who's upcoming on your uh, next few interviews? Uh, oh. I, I think one of them at least is going to be a doozy. Yeah, we've we've uh, I've been kind of lucky. I've been scoring some really interesting people that I've run across in my life. Um, we had um, uh, Doctor Steve from Weird Medicine. Uh, I had Mark Hirschfeld on, who's a uh, cast. A com he's a comedy legend in New York and uh, Los Angeles. He's a casting director, so he's responsible for for all of your favorite actors and your favorite sitcoms like Seinfeld and uh, uh, and uh, Married with Children and and uh, the Jeffersons and things like that. So uh, some great stories from him. Uh, I was able to also interview uh, E-Rock, Eric Nagel, who used to be the producer of Opie and Anthony. I used to uh, work in the studio next to him when I was at Sirius XM. So we had a great conversation about uh, some inside O&A stories for the fans out there. Uh, well, we just well, Hold on. Who, yeah. You're assuming who is O and A? Opie and Anthony. Opie okay. and Anthony. Yeah, and uh, Ron and Fez also. Um, and uh, this week, the newest episode, we just put up an interview with Scott the King Angle. He's a good friend of both of ours. He's also uh, a fantasy sports journalist OG, like goes back to the very beginning. He's a member of the inaugural uh, FSWA Fantasy Sports Writers Association Hall of Fame. We've got some other interesting people in the next few weeks. We have a, here's a tease, we have a Playboy centerfold and cover girl for two covers, uh, who's also an athlete and also uh, has some interesting stories and perspectives on life. That'll be up next week. Then we have another fantasy OG after the week after that. So we've got a couple of good. Uh, so yeah, definitely the big questions with Big John on sportsgrumblings.com. Check it out. Uh, I'll, and uh, I'll if anyone has ideas on who should also uh, face the scrutiny of Big John, uh, feel free to let us know. And Big John's lying, people, because he's actually a very smooth interviewer. He gets you comfortable. And I was very impressed because on podcasts, anybody can throw up a podcast. And John and I are, are continually improving our own. But John's a natural on there. He's able to, to get, you can, you can tell somebody's a natural, not by them 100% of the time, but by their interviewees and how they're reacting to the questions and right. how they're answering them. A good interviewer will get the interviewee to be open about issues he's normally not because he, he doesn't, he or she sees no harm coming from the interviewer. And, the, and and if people were like that more often in life, we'd have a better world. All right, John. Uh, I'm blushing now. I'm blushing. Well, Am I blushing enough? I don't care. <laughs> All right. There you go. Thank so, you. Uh, Thank you. So, our number one podcast after one day of release, uh, maybe not technically number one, but it's going to be after one day of release, is what? And talk to us about it. Oh, man. It's the explosive new show, TNT. Uh, <laughs> Tim and Tom. See, now I'll take credit for that. I'm the one who came up with that title, William. TNT. <laughs> Tim and Tom. And listen, these two guys. Uh, they know their baseball. They're fabulous talkers. They're great conversationalists. Uh, Tim McCullough, we've had him on points on this podcast as a guest. Uh, he's he's a former original Sports Grumblings editor. Uh, Tim started working for me maybe 10, 15 years ago. Uh, we've been friends ever since. Uh, 
check it out. TNT, uh, they covered a lot of baseball in their inaugural podcast. They covered uh, whether the Mets can keep up their pace, the Dodgers, if there were a significant roadblock to the Mets. Can the Yankees <clears throat> keep up their starting pitching? Big question, right? Well, lots uh, of baseball stuff in there. Lots of, lots of great baseball stuff in there. And like you said, the fan response after one day has been pretty good. We're very happy with those two guys. So TNT, the explosive new show on sportsgrumblings.com. Check it out. That it is. And as always, I do fired up. In fact, I'm going to be uh, heading to the other studio. Uh, that's from the kitchen back to the bedroom. <laughs> Technically, the home office. But, but listen, don't let, don't let William sell that short either. If we're pimping shows, Fired Up has been doing very well. It's, it's, uh, it's a bastion of conservative politics. And uh, William and his guest, Karen Rosebury, are doing a great job so far. They both know the detail. They know the minutia of the inner workings of the political machine. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, definitely tune in. Um, and, and not only that, but they also tackle social issues as well. Uh, so uh, does it lack in sports? Yeah, a little bit. But it's still a great podcast because we are sports and politics. So we don't necessarily care about that. So uh, fired up. You know what, William? I think I need a nickel royalty on each one of those exactly. shows because I came up with all the titles. That's right. Fired up. Big questions with Big John. Points on the board. It's like, what the hell am I doing at this company? Ah, oh, <laughs> man. You, you're the brains behind. You're the binning man. You're the binning man. You're the money man, baby. It's like I told you, uh, I told uh, Big John off camera that uh, I tweaked my back today. And, and, and I have been blessed. I have not become wealthy, but I have become self-satisfied in a lot of major accomplishments, but I've never actually tried or taken things to that Uber uh, uh, yeah. uh, seven-figure level because I've never met my desire. I've always done things at a smaller scale. But that said, I told John, I said, damn, I feel like that all-star athlete who just can't get <laughs> healthy. Tweet back. Yesterday was voting day. I'm getting, couldn't do much work, getting phone calls for who do I vote for? Which, which real quick, John, yesterday we're doing fired up tonight to talk yeah. about the primary, seven states have primaries. Right. And, and yes, the red wave is coming, except in California. And we're going to talk about that tonight. But at the end of the day, I am answering questions for uh, people that they should know. Like I'll be 100% full transparency. There were some races I had no clue about but as I do every cycle, the day a couple of days before, I open the ballot box or the ballot up and right. I look at each race and actually since 2012 and I look for their policies and I only vote for the conservative. I have left Republican options blank. And, 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 and well, you know, I don't want to get into it, but in a nutshell, it's your vote must be earned, people. And if it's not earned, don't vote for the candidate because it's the lesser two evils. Yes, there are times for the lesser two evils. Oh, man. Not always. <laughs> oh, not man. always. William will become one of my tribe very soon because that's a big John mantra. Don't settle for the lesser of two evils because it's still evil, ladies and gentlemen. But exactly. William, William will still come around eventually. But all right. Well, let's actually, talk. I'm there. I just try to be a bit more. Remember, <laughs> I, I, just did. I came from a third world country. I get you. <laughs> all right. All right. You're right, big John. Let's get to it. Let's get to some sports, baby. And, and tonight, people are going to be fun. Lots of opinions. The first thing we're going to go off on, oh, my gosh, it is sports and politics. And we're going to be talking Gabe Kapler. Big John, could you guys give us a quick outline of who Gabe Kapler is and what his beef is with society now from a rich white elite? <laughs> well, uh, let's start off by saying 
Gabe Kapler is the manager of the San Francisco Giants, the baseball San Francisco Giants. And after the shooting at uh, Uvidale, is that how you pronounce it? Uvidale? You know what? That's close Uvedale, enough to me. I've yeah. actually wondered myself. <clears throat> I think it's Uvidale. So uh, Uvidale, Texas, obviously, you know what we're talking about, the, the horrific shooting that took place at the elementary school there. Um, Gabe Kapler announced that he would not be leaving the dugout uh, to stand for the national anthem in protest. Um, he's sort of modified that stance and he is now uh, deciding whether or not he'll stand for the national anthem on a daily basis. Basically, he said he'll take it on a day-by-day thing. For example, uh, for Memorial Day, he came out and stood for the national anthem uh, when he was asked why, he said, because even though I still want to protest the issue of gun violence, um, in no way do I want to disrespect the servicemen who died for the country. So uh, I don't know, William, what do you think of that? Some some a little bit of honor in him coming out on Memorial Day? No, it's a cop out. It's him trying to save some face and be seen as he cares and he doesn't. Look, America, Gabe Kapler is a one percenter. He is a rich white wannabe or would be or maybe he is elitist living in a gated community i'm sure and when i say i'm sure i'll be honest i know a lot of rich people well above my pay class and i met them through politics you'd be shocked at how many rich people there are there and not a one of them does not live in a gated community unless they live in the rural country area and they have the big spread so gay kapler is a freaking hypocrite because we do have a problem with guns but does the, John, who kills a, 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 a kid on the street or in another car, the drunk driver or the car? Well, the drunk driver, of course. That's right. That's right. So why are we always saying it's the gun that kills? It's these, look, this is what, what blows left this away is when I bring up, yeah, Ronald Reagan started the mental health. Nobody has mental health issues. But what people fail to realize, he was under pressure. Got to let the mental health out. Got to let the mental health people out. Well, we've let him out. And we got a bunch of nut jobs. Then we got bad parenting. You know, we got the participation trophy kids, you know, who had no moral compass because they've been told their whole lives it's not their fault. Then we got the bad parenting of mean girls, the mean boys. And we get the kids from what was the Columbine one. Those were isolated kids who were bullied by the popular kids. You know, so we've got a lot of issues. And people, they're not guns. And let me tell you something, you you go to Australia, Australia actually had a, a gun confiscation or buyback or whatever, maybe what, within the last 10 years, there is video of police brutally abusing, beating, kicking, stomping, physically putting people in the hospital who are defenseless, New Zealand too. And these are the two countries where their constituents want to tell us, well, I'm in Australia, well, go leap Australia, because just like the rest of Europe and the rest of the world, who was there for two world wars to save your sorry tales? Who's the most giving country in the world, second to none, when a catastrophe happens? It's America. So to see Gabe Kapler, you know, would Gabe Kapler sit there and tell those that Jewish ship in, in, in World War II, right before it started, that FDR turned away and sent back to Germany? Hey, Jewish people. My brethren, you don't want to come here. It's a bad racist uh, uh, country. What's that? 
Yeah, I earned six figures, but that's seven figures, but that's beside the point. Head on back to Germany. It's much better. You know, and that, that's my issue with people like Capitol. They are so freaking out of touch, they have no clue. And they look in the mirror thinking, I'm a good white elitist leftist inside the closet racist liberal. And I, I say that inside the closet racist liberal not based on the fact that they're actual racist and hate black people. It's based on the fact the policies they support, they follow, never ends well for people of color. Look at Chesa Bodie, who we just recalled yesterday, and I bring him up because he's San Francisco, where this idiot's from. 60% voted him out. And, and as I told John off camera, America, most of the people who voted him in, upper income white suburbs, rich neighborhood, billionaire owners. The people who voted him out were the people who had to deal with this. And who do we keep guns from? Those people. The average black family or individual in Washington, DC can't afford to buy the gun. They can save up for the gun, then they get the cost of this, the cost of that. And it's purposely done to keep guns out of their hand. So yeah, John, Dave Capital is nothing but a, but, but, but a hypocrite, a POS and an inside the closet racist because he supports policies that have destroyed many people of color. And I'm sorry to have uh, gone on a diatribe, but that angers me because my final point on this is I was blessed. I was born into a middle-class family that my parents came from poor to the point they're poor makes Compton look like Beverly Hills. You know, so they worked because of America to get out of that third world crap they were in and to give me a better life. And people like Gabe Kapler would put us back in those lives to make themselves feel good about themselves because they never look at the results of the policies and programs they support. They just talk about how they supported them. And that's been the Democrat party and people like Gabe Kapler for decades upon decades upon decades. And I'm done, John. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're done because I was afraid you might get an aneurysm or something, pop a vein in your with all that. You're turning red and you're very animated. Well, listen, um, generally speaking, I, 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 I don't support gun control. But I, I don't get as angry over it as you do, um, only because I don't think the vast majority of liberals and the people who favor gun control do so as part of any Machiavellian plot uh, to either bring the country down or anything like that. I think it's a combination of fear and ignorance. And the like, uh, I'm hoping to get one of my uh, good friends on uh, on the big question because he's a two A constitutional lawyer. He his whole uh, law practice is uh, taking on court cases that set precedent uh, to to pre preserve the Second Amendment. Right. So he would be a great person. I'm, he's as a matter of fact, the only reason he couldn't join us is because he's actually very active in a couple of cases right now defending two-way rights right yeah america i've been begging john to bring this <laughs> yeah oh, and, and he God. he promised me he promised me he's going to do it he just needs some time in his schedule which if we were his clients i'm sure we'd appreciate that he's prioritizing them right but um but here's the here's the, here's the issue right most people see what happened in uvidale see what happened in sandy hook see you know obviously these types of things and they say to themselves oh my god what a horrible tragedy if only there were no guns, this wouldn't have happened. Well, 
when someone says that to me, right? I, my unlike you, perhaps my 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 first thought isn't, oh my God, they're trying to destroy the Second Amendment. Oh my God, they don't understand what liberty. No, what I hear from in those types of situations is that people are scared and people are ignorant. For example, they think that there's like if you ask them how many people are killed in these mass shootings every year in the U.S., you might get some answers like 10,000, 50,000, 100,000. Millions, right? millions. Or some of them will yeah. say millions every yeah. year. Yeah, like it's really not that much. <clears throat> and by the way, even one is too much if we're being honest. But comparatively speaking, right, how many gun owners are there in the U.S.? How many guns, legal guns are there in the U.S.? And how many are used in these shootings? Not too many. Then you start. Oh, John, just for the record, too, uh, uh, I can't remember which gun, but one of the guns, they always kept saying an AR-15, I think it was like handguns or something. It's like the gun they always want to take is rarely the gun that's been used in the mass shootings. Too. Right, right. Yeah. And they keep calling them assault rifles because they think that's what AR stands for. You know, it's like it's all this weird stuff or they call it a military. In other words, they use every pejorative, scary thing to describe a semi-automatic weapon. Right. So exactly. anyway, um, Here's here's the real issue. I, 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 in some way, sympathize with those people because they're just like, hey, man, we want our kids to be safe. I don't want to send my kid to school and have to have them go through active shooter drills. I don't want them to go to school and have to understand where the nearest exit is in case a crazy person comes in. I get that. I'm a parent. I, I, I don't take solace in knowing that kids have to do this, right? Um, but John. No, no, but, but so, I was going to say excusing their ignorance of what they should know. Well, he, well, see, that's why I say I don't get angry at them. See, I know you get angry. And yeah, obvi they obviously know. they should know, but people should know a lot of things. So my first attempt is always going to be to reason with them. Right. Because I, I'll say something like, well, what could we do? Because let's let's be honest. No one's taking guns away in this country. At least there are 250 million guns out, out in the country. No one is taking those guns because the only way you could take those guns is to send more guns after them. Meaning that the only way you're going to get people, you're, the only way you're going to confiscate guns is literally by sending armed agents of the state to shoot or cage legal gun owners. Right? That's the only way you're going to confiscate them. So when you bring this up to people and you say, okay, so what are we going to do? And they're like, okay, we want, and by the way, there's never or rarely any specific things, right? You'll hear people say, we need common Generality. sense gun laws. We well, need common sense. What does that mean? Well, it means no crazy person should be able to get an AR-15. Yeah, I agree with you. And a crazy person can't get an AR-15 le legally. Right. Like, when's the last time somebody who is who is known to be mentally imbalanced or has just exited an institution or has been on certain meds, you know, doctors are supposed to report that stuff when they present the danger to themselves and others, right? Right. Um, That's a great point, John, right there. That's the problem, though. You're talking a, you're talking a monumental decision made that will impact a person's life, not just that moment, for yeah. years. So this kid in Uvalde, was it Uvalde or the Buffalo? What, what are the, oh, the, the, the race, quote, racist kid, he was up in Buffalo. No, the one, no, the one that they had already flagged and had been in the, getting a spiky valve. And then he wrote the right things and the doctor let him out. The mm. reason that happens, in my opinion, is because you're going to literally destroy that person's life. And that's a responsibility you have to bear. Now, I'm not saying yeah. that is an excuse. 
I'm saying that's human nature. So they're going to be low. That kid in Florida, that Hector kid or whatever. Yes. Same situation. So they're loath to sit there and do that. Well, and we don't have mental institutions that, that, that can help a lot of them. Well, well yeah. You see, we're in some ways, and this is my theory, so please take it with a grain of salt <laughs> because I, I haven't done the data analysis. And you know I'm a data guy. You know I'm a data analyst by training, right? Yeah, we both I haven't, are. I, 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 I haven't done the data analysis on this, but my theory is that we're the victim of our own success with these psychotropic medications and antipsychotics and things like that. Meaning that people who otherwise would have spent their lives institutionalized, say 40 years ago, right? There is now medication to help them. There's medication that when taken regularly and according to a physician's direction, allow people with these conditions to lead valuable, fruitful lives. And but that's the, not your, the problem, John. No, no, I mean, but, no, 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 I apologize. Yeah. That is part of the problem, but uh, that they're not taking that. But the problem is, is a lot of times they take it and what happens? Well, well, that's what I'm saying, that in some cases, either because they can't, can no longer afford it, or there's some side effects, or they don't follow up. And I've personally known people in these situations, they get off their meds for one reason or another. And when that happens, <laughs> bad things happen, you know, exactly. like, you know, now, do they all end up in shootings? Absolutely not. Um, but we have think, something called knives, <laughs> right? There's knives. There's also, they get violent in the streets. They'll start hitting people. About that. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that happen now we're a victim of our success, right? Because eventually we want to get to the point where we can help folks with mental illness by giving them a pill or putting them in therapy, right? So part of it is that, I think, personally, I think that's part of it. Now, the other thing you have to ask is, I've never understood the concept, never understood the concept of punishing innocent people for the acts of the guilty. Meaning that every time you pass restrictive gun legislation, who are you impacting the most? the law-abiding citizens. Okay, so John, stop there for one second. So are you saying that you don't agree with, or, 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 or in reading between the lines, are you saying that you don't agree with uh, the belief that the government wants to disarm the citizenry? Because I do No, I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. No, no, I'm, no, that's, I'm asking. No, of course, the government does want to disarm the citizenry. Yeah. But see, that, that, that goes without saying. question, right? No, no, but I'm saying when you talk to people, not politicians. Okay, gotcha. When you talk to, because I don't think politicians are people, right? So let me let me throw that out there. So, you know, <laughs> they're, they're they're a completely different creature. But most people who get upset, like the people you argue with on Facebook and Twitter and and Getter and Gab and whatever, like most of the people who are against it are because they're just shocked and they're terrified and and ignorance, but not ignorance in a negative way. They just don't understand. Listen, most people in New York City have never fired a gun. To them, guns are just instruments of death because through the 70s and the 80s, you had all these handgun murders in New York City, right? From gang, gang members, criminals, right? Drug dealers and whatnot. So, Still the case for most of it. And in Chicago and New York too, right? So for in fact, Nicholas, John, yeah. one of the biggest reasons for deaths in Chicago, New York City, it's gang related. do not yeah. know how to shoot a gun. Yeah. So they're hitting innocent people. And exactly, when you play that game too, they do that. I'm still like, oh, I thought that was just Hollywood. He goes, well, they see Hollywood doing it. And, yeah. and that's where the innocent six-year-old, 12-year-old died. Yeah. Because these gang bangers don't even know how to shoot. And, and then, and a lot of those numbers, by the way, those gun deaths that are reported as mass shootings, when you back out 
gang related deaths, they come down significantly. And when people say, well, why would someone lie and leave those in? Because I'll tell you why, because if you were told that the majority of gun deaths are gangbangers killing each other and suicides and suicides, most people, I hate to be this cold, don't give a crap about it. Right. Just like when you said, well, do you care if the mafiosos kill each other? And you're like, no, they're criminals. Let them kill each other. But as long as they don't kill me or my family. Right. right. <laughs> that's that's how most people feel. Right. So so there's oh, a lot God. of question. Yeah. So do you think that's why that's how the rich feel? doesn't affect them and they just use the kids uh, 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 as pawns like this Uvalde shooting the Buffalo shooting are they using those children as pawns for gun control because you yourself said it as various networks and experts have said it 99% of the time in all these mass shootings there is nothing in the law books or that they talk about creating that would have stopped this yeah I think look um I don't know if the pawns is the right word, but they're taking advantage of a situation. What was that Rahm Emanuel once famously said? Never let a good crisis go to waste, right? right? So, and and I mean, I don't mean to make that stick just to uh, Democrats. Republicans do the same thing. But But not on guns. But for different issues, different issues. Yeah, different issues, right. So here, like like for, (laughs) right. So for example, if someone said, um, here's sensible, common sense gun control. Nobody under the age of 21 should own, should be allowed to buy a gun on their own. Fair enough. Like, I don't no, know. No, that... no, 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 I disagree. No, let should me finish. I, okay. I was going to say, let me finish. Um, nobody under 21 should buy a gun. Okay. Uh, fair enough. Are you raising the voting age to 21? Exactly. You're raising the age to go die for your country. Right. To, to enlist, to, to drink. In other words, the cognitive dissonance to me of saying I can vote, I can go fight, uh, I could do this, I could do that, but I can't buy a weapon at 18, but I could do all that other stuff is just the, it's intellectually corrupt. Now, well, John, what about this thing? Because it happens. See, here's the issue. They, the House for America, the House just voted to raise the legal age of buying gun 21. I think it's going to fail. Uh, the California Supreme Court just this last week ruled it unconstitutional. But here's the kicker. They are telling young women, you cannot protect yourself. You know, and and, and well, that's like, the part. Yeah, that's the part they forget about, because statistically speaking, more right. loves, more lives are saved by league by people carrying guns to protect themselves than are lost even to mass shootings. So, um, but you don't hear those. They don't get reported. They don't get celebrated. You know what you do here? You know what you do here? In Colorado, right around 2000 and 2018, a Colorado state senator or state assembly woman sat there said, well, 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 just pee on them. Pee on them. Pee on them. <laughs> honestly, that's what she said. Yeah. That, that, look, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah. first of all, John, are you going to be in the right frame of mind if you're a woman to pee on while a man's trying to rape you? Much no, no, less. Listen, How's listen, that going to work? Listen, but that's what they said. Listen, man, I grew up in the South Bronx in the 70s, okay? <laughs> For those of you that are uh, movie fans, you ever see that movie Fort Apache, the Bronx? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I knew the captain in that movie. Like the guy who <laughs> the, 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 the character of the captain was the father of a college classmate of mine. Wow. Okay? Wow. And I grew up in that neighborhood, too. 
None of that is made up. There were hookers hiding razors in their tongues and slicing your throat. You could be walking to get a, 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 a quart of milk to the corner bodega if you lived in the Bronx, and then someone would just as likely beat you to half to death with a baseball bat just because you were white in a dark neighborhood or you were right. dark in a white neighborhood, right? There was all sorts of things like that going on. You learned very quick. Hey, man, at 12, I didn't carry a gun in New York City, but anyone who knows me, I had my army jacket and every pocket had a weapon. There were uh, shurikens, there were switchblades, there were 007s, there were blackjacks, and, and my father knew about it. And he made sure I knew how to use all of them, right? Because he said, I'm not sending you out because I went through some rough neighborhoods to get to work and things like that, even at a young age. And he said, I'm not sending you out there unprotected. And he said, but, you know, don't be a criminal, don't be a bully, you know, and he taught me how to use it, right? So anyway, my point being is, if you're going by when is someone mentally capable of owning a gun, look, neurologists will tell you, you know when the human brain is uh, fully developed? You're speaking, 25. Yeah, That's same with the human body, right about 28. Yeah, right around 25, 28, right? So, so if you're telling me you want to be at the point where kids are not, quote, kids and their minds aren't developing, then you know what? Gun purchasing, 25. Voting, 25. Drinking, 25. Uh, the abortion, 25, uh, getting married, 25, like all these, like, if you're going to be paternalistic, at least be con consistent, but they that's all I'm saying, because they're not. So back to Gabe Kapler, though, uh, do you, I think he's just doing this for attention. He doesn't give a rat's tail. He's I, doing it for I, I'm not going to question his motives because oh, I will. I will. Uh, no, it's everybody. your right. It's your right to question his motives. I, I won't question his motives. I will question his actions, right? So I don't know why he's doing it because- Gentlemen, look, ladies and gentlemen, that is, what's the, what's the analogy? You're kind of slicing, what's that saying? You're splitting hairs. I'm splitting Big hairs. God splitting hairs. I, I'll tell you why, because listen, for all I know, he might be one of these overly affected, uh, you know. I don't care because seeing that kind of irks me because we have become desensitized. When a shooting happens, I just turned the TV off for the day because I know, I know it's like a color by- Numbers, is that how to say it? It's color yeah. by numbers of how it's going to be immediately political. And then what aggravates me more, and it used to be only leftists, now it's both sides of we're not politicizing it, but you know, yes, you are. And and, and I, I I feel for your son, I feel for your daughter. I don't want anything to happen to anybody, much less my nephews, relatives, things like that. But because it's like drunk driving, you know, it's like, we got to stop drinking. No, we got to stop people getting behind the wheels, but we don't have to stop drinking. You know, we're not going to stop this. So, so stop blaming me, the innocent person right, exactly. who had nothing to do with it, because now you're becoming no better than that, than that POS, uh, a mass murderer, because you're doing what every freaking dictator wants to do and take my God-given right. Now, I will. John, you said, why I get angry? That's why I get angry. I've been to 30 some odd countries in my life. Yeah. Then for many years in, 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 in what is now a third world country. And uh, 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 I've seen the difference in this country and the rest of the world. And honestly, John, that's why I get angry because I'm like, y'all don't know how we got it. Let's keep it. Let's not destroy it. And we're destroying it. All right. 
you're angry. I got you. I'm not going to say any more because I don't want you. I don't want you fainting or anything or having your blood so, pressure. So, Gabe Gabe Kapitor, uh, 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 do you, even if for those who agree with Gabe Kapitor, do you think he's using the right vehicle? Because my take is you're a manager. One, nobody knows you. One, nobody cares. No, I think a better avenue would have been if he fronted some political action committee or group. Like, in other words, he could have used his celebrity to say, hey, we're the uh, we're the baseball managers for gun control, and here's our ten point agenda. I might not agree with it, but at least it's something. You know, it's like this is what we're proposing. We're proposing uh, you got to be twenty one. We're proposing uh, nothing above a seven uh, round chamber. Whatever. You know, like at least give me something. But to just go out and whine about we need common sense gun control, we got to do something. Like that's just I. You know what? I will say it the way the great Patrice O'Neill said it. That is just vaginal complaining because all it does is it's just meant to blow off steam and has absolutely no, no value to advancing a solution. So yeah, that's, that's the way I view it. I don't get mad. I just kind of sort of shrug my shoulders and laugh at it. I, I get mad. And I guess my final point is that we, we're, we're such a vile, evil gun ridden country. Uh, why is every culture, whether it's a white Eastern European, whether right. it's a Latino, a Chicano, a Panamanian, a Venezuelan, whether it's a Caribbean, especially Caribbean's even worse. They don't have a landmass or able to afford a flight over. They're doing these rickety boats. Why, why are we the number one country they all want to come to? Because we are the greatest country in the world. We can say opportunities, but at the end of the day, John, we are the greatest country in the world. Where else could a five foot seven Latino help Pioneer, commercialize, and, and start a brand new industry that's now a multi-billion dollar industry. No way. Sure, yeah, I mean, technically it could have been done elsewhere, but the, 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 the lanes that were open to me, I would never have seen or found in Panama. All right, next topic. John, I'll give it a choice. You want to hold off and make the Rays the final topic, or you want to head on to the deep and heavy Watson? No, no, let's do the Tampa Bay Rays because it kind of falls into the thing and it's the baseball genre. So uh, last week... The Rays announced, the uh, Tampa Bay Rays announced that they would be wearing pride patches, you know, to celebrate uh, June being uh, Pride Month. Now, for those who may not know, Pride Month is the celebration of LGBTQA+. I think I've got all those letters in the soup there. Um, uh, so there were five players who decided not to wear the patch. And uh, those players were, and I'm reading them off, so pardon my looking off to the side here. It was Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. And the spokesperson uh, for the group was Jason Adam. Um, and by the way, they were all pitchers. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but they were all pitchers. I did not um, know that. And basically they said, listen, no disrespect to anybody. And we're, we're certainly inclusive and we want them to come out to the ballpark and they're welcome here, but we have faith-based reasons to not support uh, the pride, what pride represents, right? So, and, and then they threw in, we're not being judgmental. Well, that's a little disingenuous. You are being no, they're judgmental. Not. They're not. Well, they're being judgmental they're in the sense have, that- It's either judgmental or beliefs. You can't have them both. No, judgmental 
belief can be judgmental, right? If your belief, uh, belief is the way you live your someone, life. right? You know, like, like, technically, again, you're talking technicalities. I'm right. talking perception. The perception is you have your beliefs over your core. That's who you are. That's how you live your life. Right. You know, being judgmental is looking at somebody and judging them. You can have your belief and not be judgmental, America. And that's my point. But please, I apologize, apologize <laughs> for interrupting. Keep going. No, I was going to say, so the question arises, and, and of course, there's been a lot of pushback and, and outcry, and especially, you know, in that part of Florida, it has a very large and thriving gay community, you know, so. They've never been to a Latino community then. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least not. A, I'm not most, uh, what I'm trying to say, people, is most Latino communities are still stuck in the 50s in their mentality. Well, I think, I, I think, the, Panama, I, I'm shocked. the first generation are. The first generation are the second generation. I couldn't even tell you well, most, of the, most of the most of the drag queens in New York are a lot. I shouldn't say most. A lot of the drag queens in New York are, are all Hispanic of some sort, uh, Latino, Hispanic. I, I, I'm not going to attempt to say whether they're Cuban, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Costa Rican, Dominican, whatever, Venezuela. I, I have no idea, but they're all that Hispanic culture. But here, uh, my take on it, William, is. Did you ever see that episode of Seinfeld? where Kramer decided he was going to participate in the AIDS walk to raise money for AIDS. Uh, AIDS you awareness, know, I have right? seen every Seinfeld episode, but not, it was a funny show, but I stopped watching it after it went off the air, so I don't remember that. Okay, so there was this episode where Kramer, uh, Michael Richards, uh, decided he was going to participate in a charity walk to raise funds for uh, for AIDS research, right? So he starts the walk, and these two, you know, and they had this uh, sort of semi-recurring gay couple, two gay guys, uh, who were very aggressive, you know, they'd be like, who, who does not like the gay people, you know, like one of those, you know, yeah. flamboyantly aggressive gay couples for comedic purposes. And they walked up to him and they said, why are you not wearing the AIDS ribbon? <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, the character says, I don't want to wear the AIDS ribbon. And he goes, why don't you support the gay people? He goes, well, I'm here walking, aren't I? <laughs> and he goes, no you must wear the gay, uh, the uh, AIDS ribbon, you know, that red ribbon they used to wear, right? Anyway, so then it escalates into a fight where all the guys in the AIDS uh, uh, parade end up beating the crap out of Kramer. <laughs> I vaguely remember that. And, and, he, like stumbles, and he stumbles across yeah. the, the finish line and, you know, then there was always the joke that Jerry said, see, I knew you wouldn't be able to finish the walk, you know, because he thought he'd be too lazy or whatever. Anyway, what you take away from that is, Unfortunately, for a lot of these progressive, woke, social justice warriors, whatever you want to call them, it's not enough to support something. You have to actively accept it and promote it. That's exactly right. Right. And that has always been something that I despise. There's a difference between tolerance. There's a difference uh, between tolerance and acceptance, rather. Right. So, for right. example, I have nothing as a libertarian as someone who just believes people should live their own lives as long as they bring harm to no one you want to be gay be gay you're born knock gay you're born gay knock yourself out you want to wear a dress you want to wear uh tight chino pants and you want to <laughs> tie down your boobies so you look more like a man and put on a beard whatever do whatever you want um where i draw the line is where you force me to promote your lifestyle to promote your choices. If I agree with them, I'll promote them. Right. If I agree with them, and but I'm not inclined to promote them, 
that's my right too, right? I don't have to be your mouthpiece. You're not paying me to be your mouthpiece. I didn't agree to be your mouthpiece. So in this case, I'll take these pictures at their word. But here's the thing, even if they're not being honest, let's assume for the moment, and I'm not saying there's any evidence of this, but let's assume for the moment they're anti-gay bigots. They're anti-gay uh, uh, racists, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase that, right? They haven't hurt anybody. They're not promoting hurting anybody. They're not inciting a riot. All they're saying is we're not wearing this patch. Now, I have no problem with that, William. But let me ask you something. And actually, our friends Tim and Tom brought it up on their uh, TNT podcast this week. Are they contractually obligated to do so? No. Meaning, now, this one, they're not, right? But right, what, right, because we're talking to faith belief. That's it. And they have no well, no, I'm saying, it. like, for example, uh, there there are some con- – like, I know uh, soccer has this, right, that if you play for the team – you will wear whatever logo sponsor they get, even well, if you I mean, the NFL is the same way. Right. But this is a little bit different. This isn't a sponsor. This is a movement. This is right. so it's completely different. And that's where lawyers get involved because you right. can tell me rightfully so. Well, you're wrong, William. It's the same thing. Well, maybe it is legally, but that's what the lawyers will tell you. Right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I don't know if they were legally obligated to. It seems like they weren't. It seems like they weren't. So I don't think they're violating a contract. It was given to them as an option. Uh, what would be interesting to me is if they get cut or sent to the minors as some sort of punishment for this. Uh, not not baseball. Baseball is so intricate, so delicately yeah. balanced. Uh, uh, I can't see that. And the, actually in no sport, unless the person is a what? A scrub. I, I, I loathe my ties. You know why I loathe my ties? Not, not that he was dumb. He was big and dumb. And he was a he was an a hole. He thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I know this person. I've interacted with him a few times. Okay. And I'm very new ageish when it comes to understanding, reading people, the big people. And he he just I did not like him, but I really loathe him when he wanted to send that message. This is my team. You'll do it my way. And breaking news: Mike Tyson sending the message by releasing the punch. You know, it's, it, it, it happens to scrubs or players that don't matter. So out of these pitchers, if they're on their last legs or they're not going to make it, maybe it does. But if they're stuck, no, no. And the problem with that, the reason I say that is in baseball, great pitchers come and go. You never hear of them because celebrity status and greatness in the game are two different things. Uh, I want to thank uh, Red Baron at John Parrish from Gab.com. Guys, we're on Truth. We're on Gab. We're on Parler. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're all on, on all the conservative and the liberal outlets. Uh, so judge if you want. We don't give a rat's tail. But he said what you did. And, and, and I want to read parts of his quote. I don't want to steal it. It's one thing to not discriminate based on gayness, which is what you were talking about. It's quite another to promote it. And that's the key gist that I got out of it. It's they're not saying they hate gays. They're not saying they, 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 they they're not saying anything about gays. They're, they're just, hey, they're gay. That's fine. But I don't want to promote it, promote it. I have to accept it, okay. And that's the key difference. And that's what made that's what Jack Del Rio has been trying to say. It's our choice to voice that opinion. Here, my issue with all these people, I don't see you saying that to the Islam people, to the Muslims, because you know Muslims will threaten to kill you and they will follow through. And that's not 
me saying that, that's actual documented facts around yeah, the world. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, and this guy Red Baron goes on to say to treat them as the same and to make this one big decision made for all for all time under every circumstance is megalomaniacal. Is that how you say it? Meg Me megalomaniacal. Megalomaniacal. And does not work. It is inconsistent with individual rights or self-determination and governance. And you can tell where he's headed. He's headed towards the Constitution and what embodies America. You know, Sarah Spain, because that's what, what I had tweeted out. Sarah Spain is a socialist, an authoritarian. A person would not hesitate to use violence against others. And I agree with this 100%. That's why I get so angry. You want to cancel this, these, these, these pictures. You want to destroy their lives because accepting something is not good enough. They have to drop to their knees for you. No, let me change your word, William. That. It's not acceptance. It's tolerance. There's a difference, right? So I agree. No, with no they want more than tolerance. No, that's what I'm saying. They want acceptance. They don't oh, gotcha. want, right. Like, I think the only thing you are entitled to from me is my tolerance, as long as you're not physically harming me. But I'll go a step further. You want to discriminate based on gayness or based on race or based on economic stature? That's your right too. People don't want to hear that, but really, that's your right. Like and people, that is the libertarian. I always say this because yeah. it's so true. That's the libertarian in John coming right. out. Yeah, because listen, first of all, any no very few libertarians that I know are racists. Very few are bigots. Very few are anti-homosexual. But we, like, look, I always use my example. I think there should be no drug laws, right? There should be no uh, drug uh, that you can't take legally, right? And people say, oh, why? Because you want to smoke dope all the time and all that. I'm straight yeah, edge. <laughs> I'm straight edge. I don't drink. I don't smoke anything. Cigarettes, weed, whatever. I've never taken pills. My doctor always yells at me because I don't take my prescription medication because I don't want to put that in my body either. All right. But that's my choice. OK, but I will never, ever, ever, ever deny you from saying I want to smoke some weed. So why would I have these drug laws out there? Right. So that's the first thing. It's the same thing with speech. Again, I'll, I'll turn to Patrice O'Neill. He said, I, and he was a black man, for those of you that don't know, he said, I endorse- A funny black man. <laughs> a very funny and very wise black man. He said, I endorse hate speech. I endorse hate speech. And when they said, why would you endorse hate speech as a black man in America? Why would you endorse this hate speech? Because I don't want anyone having the right to shut me up when I have something that's to say. Right. Okay? And that's, right. people don't understand that because people say, well, hey, if it's hate speech, it's so offensive. Why would you fight for someone's right to be offensive and to be so racist? And I'm like, because eventually someone's going to come to you and shut you up because they find what you have to say, right? And yes, and that, that's kind of happened at times yes. since BLM. They kind of cross the line to kind of go after Democrats. And, and I'm like, that's what happens, you know? when you let something go unchecked and abusive towards others and you're okay with it because it's your ideology, it's going to turn on you, sheep, because at the end, that's what you are, sheep. And I'm not saying this derogatory. We're all sheep because the lords who rule over us have that power. And that's why I get so angry. Uh, that said, I thought this Red Baron hit it on the head as you did, John. It's one thing to discriminate it's, uh, or not discriminate or accept it, but it's a whole other thing to promote it. And again, I will go back to my, my, my other comment. 
I don't see the, the, the pro LGBT crowd going after Muslims and we know why. So they don't believe in equality. Oh, Hey, they by the way, attack and destroy Christianity because that's what most of us are. You're right. And by the way, I don't know if people remember this or not. The South park guys, Trey and Matt, they were once incensed when comedy central edited out their depiction of Muhammad in one of the South park episodes. Oh, that's right. And they marched into the office of uh, the offices of uh, Comedy Central executives and said, why did you do this? And they said to them, because, and they were very, and Trey and Matt have said this, because they said, we are terrified someone will kill you. Or someone, will, or someone will bomb our offices. Yeah. And th the very clear statement was, you can make fun of Christians, you can make fun of Jews, you can make fun of Buddha, right? Because in South Park, anyone who's a South Park fan knows they have Jesus show up to do stupid things. They have Buddha show up to do stupid things, right? They have um, they have some weird rabbi guy who rabbis or no, I'm sorry, some some magical dreidel or something that shows up, right? In other words, nothing is off limits for those guys. But they were they were banned and edited and censored when they were talking about Islam and the Prophet Muhammad specifically, because uh, because of the the known violent reactions to it That's so right. uh, and look it was in the news yesterday india something happened in india where somebody made fun of uh muhammad well, and yeah there was a joke uh, yeah of muhammad and his nine-year-old daughter or wife or something like that and and, yeah. and and the muslims went crazy and you know christianity was like islam back during the dark ages they had their hands in every uh, uh government uh, contrary to, to, to the ignorance and stupidity and just ignorance and stupidity of Obama, however, they didn't start the Crusades war. The Muslims did by invading our lands. And, but my point is, is that Christianity through those various popes were just as vile as any, any government in its time. And, and Islam, the fundamentalists, when they get to that point of wanting to kill you is for making comments, that goes against our constitution and our beliefs. Yet we have cowards here both who are elected and who are left leaders who sit there and, and, and refuse to sit there and challenge that or acknowledge it. And until you acknowledge situations, problems, whatever, we're never going to resolve them. Does that mean I don't care for Islam? No, that, I'm not saying that at all. I'm talking factually in what has happened. Yeah. No, so I, 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 I'll, I'll say it outright. I don't care for Islam. <laughs> well, to me, to each their own. No, no, yeah, I, I, I would never ban it. But like, listen, Bill Maher, who is so anti-religion, everybody knows that. He made that movie called Religious or something like that. No, right? that's right. That's right. Right. He hates religion with a passion. But even he tells you, like, listen, uh, there's clearly one religion that's a lot worse than every other religion. He goes... I'm not worried about offending Christians to the point where they'll chop my head off. I'm exactly. not worried about the Jews uh, coming after me because I made a few jokes about them running the banks. He goes, but guess what? I make fun of the Prophet Muhammad. I have to have a security detail around me. Um, uh, or that, uh, um, uh, you know, that Texas display of anti-Muslim art, which, right. which, which again, right. like I... They have every right to do it. I don't know why you would invite that sort of danger. Well, but, why make fun of any religion? I mean, I'm not, I, as a, as I, I, I got you. Like, there's other things you can make fun of. But fair enough. Like, again, I'm not, I am such a free speech absolutist, William. You know that. Yes. Say anything you want, as long as you don't put your hands on me. 
if my ideas can't beat your ideas, then you deserve to say whatever you have to say. You know what I mean? That's why I never take exception with that. But anyway, uh, well, that's, how, that's record, what I feel about the race. I want a political career. <laughs> I don't really care about Islam, Christianity, any religion. When I say I don't care, I mean, I don't care to sit there and put my, my will and beliefs sure. onto those religions right. and change them. They're there for a reason. You know, I was actually talking about Tibetans uh, the other day with a friend of mine who's a UFO buff, and uh, we're talking about the hollow earth theory, you know, oh, and, and, and with the reason I, uh, 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 he, he sent me something, I'm into UFOs, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, I want to believe, but I don't believe because I'm like, show me the proof, I mean, right. I'm a believer, but I can't believe because no proof, but uh, that said, with the hollow earth, the Tibetan uh, uh, beliefs are so deep with that. I was so shocked and that way that's what he was sending. But again, my issue is like, well, well, maybe that's why it never took off. But to each their own. Right. So that's what they want to believe. And those guys are some meditative junkies. I got a bad back. I'm sure they got a meditation process and I'll get rid of it. They are good at what they do and God bless them or their God bless them, whatever right. the state is. All right. All right. We got a little extra time. We're hitting close to our limit, though, John. Uh, I don't want to keep the troops uh, uh, too long here, but we talk good stuff and we get passionate. That's great. What's been making the news? Part two, part three, four, five, whatever you want to call it. Part 66. Deshaun Watson. Part 66 with Deshaun yeah, Watson. Exactly. So Deshaun Watson, uh, I'll take the lead here just because yeah. it's on my mind, is uh, we knew... He had 22 happy endings. The question was whether they were coerced or right. consensual. And the reason that's the question is because whether people want to admit it or not, that young man has incredible power to destroy those masseuse if he wants uh, because of, uh, of his fame, his wealth, his ability to get people to listen to him. The Browns supposedly did their due diligence. We've done our due diligence here, people. He's, he's our guy. 225 million guaranteed big ones. He's going to take us to the Super Bowl. Well, the real question now is, is he even going to be around to make it to the Super Bowl? Women 23 and 24 have come out. 24 coming out of the blue. Well, no, William, she didn't, come out, she, she didn't come out of the blue. She saw the other women's stories uh, on, being, real, on, on, on real TV and, and real then she said, with Brian Gumble. yeah, and said, oh, wait a second. That happened to me, too. And then she, that's like, that's what uh, inspired her to 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 file the suit. So was, was she watching? And then she goes to her boyfriend. Honey, hold my beer. I'm going in. Yeah. But exactly. that kind of came out, out of nowhere. And you brought up a very good point. These women, perception-wise, in, in the eyes of uh, public opinion, lose a few points because they're being represented by, by Tony Busby. And rightfully or wrongfully, he's kind of been portrayed as the ambulance-chasing lawyer. No right. one denies that. Yeah. But it was Rusty Hart in America who said, a man has the right, has the right to go into a massage parlor and expect, not, uh, not be surprised, not ask, but expect a happy ending. You know, that to me has taken anything that could be from a 100, $200,000, $500,000 settlement to each woman is going to start at probably $1 Because Harden in that comment has lost every civil case. John brings up a very good point, but I'm always, I don't want to say chastise, that's too wrong, but I'm always pushing back at the fact, John, you're right. Ethnically speaking, you're right. But perception versus reality, perception will trump. 
an older woman on that jury going to look at the girl well you're dressing for or, you, or whatever reasons right. or they're going to look or, or in this me too movement they get some young people we don't know how they're going to think but my question to you john and we really can't answer we're not women is how do you feel about a man telling an industry that is mostly women that hey it's your job to expect my guy here my superstar player to expect to be part of club tug you know, right, yeah. I, I'm not asking John to answer people. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, it's gotten progressively worse. Now, the New York Times this week came out with a story, hold my beer, 22, 24, get out of here. The man had, it wasn't 66, John. You're wrong and I'm wrong. It was at least 66 women. Right, it was so, at least 66, so yeah. This guy has a, uh, a mental issue. He's got to get laid. Maybe he's got a small penis and he develops his manhood by wanting to get laid. There's actually a psychologist theory about that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I read it? was during Bill Clinton's heyday. Mm. But my point is that that's, he is a handsome man, a man of wealth, a man of influence, a superstar. Don't you think that he could just go out and get a woman if he wants? Well, yes. And listen, um, I've, I've been around athletes in college, you know, uh, when these things happen, but they're not reported. Right. There's something in the mentality of an athlete. And certainly I'm, I'm not, I would say probably starting at the high school level, but definitely by the time they get to a college, like, especially if they're in a D1 college, um, where they think women are they should have access to women at all times you know right. and, and never be told no yeah no and it's an insatiable need now most of the time or i would say the overwhelming majority of the time it definitely is that these women are more than willing participants meaning that they don't mind getting together with the star athlete because oh what if he decides that he wants me to be his girlfriend or he wants me to marry him now that's not a very feminist thing i just said but like to your point, it's reality. It happens. There are a lot of these. It's not. It's not coincidence that when you see the wives of a lot of these top athletes, they are all like dime pieces. All of them, right? Super high, right? Yeah. And 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 it's not a coincidence, right? Because some of these athletes are not attractive men, but. Right. They get the most gorgeous women, right? Now, it could be because they're athletes, it could be because they're wealthy. Whatever reason, I'm not judging that. Yeah, I'm not judging that. <laughs> That's the biggest reason, and that extends to non-athletes. Yeah. Now, as we said before, my position is there should be no such thing as vice crimes if they're done voluntarily, meaning I don't believe prostitution should be illegal. I don't believe happy endings should be illegal. But I don't they're believe- not illegal if it's consensual. Well, happy endings technically in a massage parlor are illegal in a lot of counties in a lot of states. Because, okay? because a transaction is taking place, and that's right. The, that's what I mean. So, so because it's, they, it's they, a form of prostitution. It's a form of prostitution, but if it's which consensual, as right. he was saying. Then there is. It's just too right. Legal. But but if it was the expectation that they were getting paid for this, then it's a crime, right? But right. so let's get something out of the way. In terms of it being criminal, we've the grand jury in Houston already decided that it wasn't a crime. It wasn't enough to bring an indictment. So all we're talking about now are civil damages where the bar, the burden of proof is much lower, right? Much, lower. Like, much, much lower. So, well, well John, to, to explain to the audience, to convict in the criminal, I think you need the whole jury to convict. Right. Everyone. Yes. It has to and be unanimous. Civil, it does, that's not, it could be, it's just the it's majority. Just, it's just the right. majority. Yeah. So, um, 
What's going to happen? First of all, what's interesting to me, and I, I, not too many people are talking about this, but what are the woke dynamics of this trial? There's so many conflicting here. First of all, you have uh, uh, abused, slashed, taken advantage of women. Women oh, who are dis- yeah. So Me Too movement, woke movement, right? I'm trying to figure out who the woke social justice warriors should be uh, backing, right? Is it the abused slashed underserved uh, women that are being taken advantage of by the patriarchy, or is it the black man who forever has been put down by white society, who now finds himself in a position of power and much like many other white executives, perhaps Robert Kraft, just went to avail himself of a little rub and tug. What's the big deal, right? I can almost picture a social justice warrior having to pull up a spreadsheet and checking off like, okay, wait a second, uh, women uh, more oppressed than men. Okay, so we're here. Oh, wait, John, not, John, what you're white saying, women, man. black men, right? The, so where do we end up? On the on the outrage scale on this, who should they be backing? To me, that's never talked about, but that's very that that's a subtle undercurrent of this dynamic, right? Well, that's the um, politics of it. That's that's the, the politics what, of what it. What are yeah. we what are we going to use this situation to gain? Meaning, yeah. they don't care about the women. They don't care about Deshaun Watson. They care what they can get out of it. And that's sure. the other side. One thing you need to bring up, John, that's extremely important, that is detrimental toward the women. And I'll give you a business analogy is, is we were at times in a position where a company that we had a contract with and the contract may have been coming up, we provided content to the major players, sports line, CBS right. Sports at the time, uh, uh, Yahoo, Fox. Uh, sometimes they'd want to get that extra ad in or something. And we're like, well, hell, if we don't do that, they're not going to renew this contract or, or it's going to go south on us. And that's what's coming out from a lot of women. The 24th woman said, well, I never said anything. This is a powerful young man who could destroy my business and my career. And he's right. What's the thing? A couple of whispers. Yeah, don't go to her. You know, spread the word. I mean, we're not talking uh, 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 women who are who have multi-million dollar contracts like these athletes. You know, we're talking yeah, but, 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 class but, women. But John, but, it's not just these women; it's any industry. I, I agree that scenario with you. Can be I, I agree with you to some extent, but here's here's my pushback on that. Right? If you're afraid that by not let's assume woman twenty four, right? Deshaun Watson says, uh, "I need a happy ending, or I'm going to tell everybody on the team not to come to you." Right? Not to. Well, that's already really done like that, but yeah. No, but yeah. but let's 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 boil it yeah, down for yeah, simplicity, yeah. right? Um. And she says, all right, I got to give them a happy ending so I get other customers. Well, by the way, what kind of other customers do you think you're getting when you agree to a handy in order to get customers, right? Absolutely. Apples and oranges, because you can use Deshaun Watson's name to advertise the hell out of your business and grow it a lot without mentioning, without expecting you have to give happy endings. That's what they're talking about. They're talking about this guy's a resume builder. If he can open a lot of doors on that, but he wants to give me happy endings. Uh, uh, and, and you add that with the potential of destroying your business by losing business. Again, we're not talking multi-million dollar uh, oh, business here. We're talking women who, and I've gone to a lot of masseuse just because I've been in acting my whole life, active and all mm-hmm. that. And it really helps. And 
I have never met to this day, and I'm sure they're out there, just like certain hairdressers are living in the seven-figure uh, uh, world, yet 99% of the rest are living in the working class. Same thing with the masseuse industry. So so, so I, I never openly believe I'm like, got to see the evidence. But on the surface, I'm like, that's plausible. I'm not going to say no, that's not plausible, because it's very plausible. I have been put in that situation as a young male working as a fast food. Here's the difference. As a young male working in the fast food, I did not care because I wanted to get laid because I was young, heterosexual, 18-year-old male, you know? But that happened to me. And it wasn't worded in such a way that, uh, 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 well, it was worded in a similar way, meaning, hey, baby, you're looking good, you know? She was drunk. It was New Year's Eve. I didn't care. But what if it had been the roles reversed? What if, it, if I had been a woman and that had been my mailbox. Oh, yeah. Look, there, there's no justice like that. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something from my history, too. When I was on Wall Street, I was flat out told. And I was literally given uh, by a female executive who, you know, on the org chart, I was like two, three levels below her, right? Um, she literally walked up to me, put a pair of keys on the desk and said, I want you in London uh, and you better show up at my apartment first thing. And she told me, I don't want to be disappointed. Right? And here I am, yeah, exactly. maybe 25, yeah. 26 years old. I was engaged at the time. And she arranged this trip for me a week before my wedding. Okay? So, oh, and to the world, we were much better looking back then. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like, obviously, but uh, that was like 40 pounds ago at least. But my, my, my point being, People think this only happens to women. No, it's right. it's a it's a power dynamic. Now, if it happens that more men are in power, maybe. But well, it's I, true. It's a man's world, and I mean, yeah, I don't deny to, that. to that extent, you're right. But listen, people who think only men do this, no, 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 no. Women in power do the exact same thing. Uh, they oh, just teachers. How many teachers with a sexual uh, a teenager? It's it's hundreds now over the last twenty years. Well, the the old joke is when you catch a man doing it, a male teacher, he's a pedophile. Yeah. And when you catch a female teacher doing it, you say, "Man, where was she when I was that kid's age?" Yeah, or that kid's stuff. <laughs> or that yeah. kid's lucky. Yeah. But well, that, you, that's that's yeah. how men think, America. Yeah. John and I just aren't sugarcoating it, you know. And for the record. She did give me a better schedule. Not that she gave me a better schedule, but she was more <laughs> open to the fact of, because I was going to college at the time, right. you know, working with my schedule. And, and to this day, she was drunk. She probably meant it half jokingly because I was pretty lit myself. And, and as I've told people rivally, I'm a lightweight drinker. Mm -hmm. But man, you know, did, did you know? Said, John, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, did you know there's actually a genre of reality pornography that is young college dudes who bang their female landlords for rent money. It's a genre of porn where they set up uh, the cameras, right? And, and they just, they film themselves. And listen, if it's acting- you mean, you mean it's like amateur porn where they're filming them? Yes, doing yes, it? yes. It's not the setup? Like, well, like I was- I, I, or, or the realtor? Right, 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 right. Or, or the casting couch. Yeah, yeah no, the casting uh, couch. Uh, listen, if it's acting, it, it deserves an Oscar because it's very realistic. But apparently there are- there, John, John, there, what yeah. are you doing in your, in your spare time? Oh man, I'm a big porn junkie. But anyway, uh, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is 
there's this genre where it's just like these dudes who are broke college kids who had off-campus apartments and the way they paid for it was by just having sex. And these women, by the way, these female landlords are all single and you find out that they started buying up these properties around the college town because they knew they would get these young dudes who would always be half broke, right? For the most part, because they're college kids, right? But it's interesting. And and so it's not, my whole point was, it's not, in, just because it's a man theoretically uh, taking advantage- It's like rape. What John is trying to say, it's like rape. And there's always another side, but in society, we pigeonhole it into one. So real yeah. quick, back to Deshaun Watson. The final caveat, not the end of the discussion, but the final caveat, is what it turns out that the team was given the Houston, Texas people were giving Sean, uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, uh, someplace, I guess a posh hotel to use and NDAs for them to sign after a, a woman complained. Or, but we'll get the true details. This is kind of what a couple of stories have been starting to yeah, say. Yeah, right. right. Reading from New York Times. But regardless, that's why you're, that's why jobs have certain lines in the sand they don't cross. This is a business, you can't do that, but it's harmless. 99 million times out of a billion, it will be. Not in Deshaun Watson's case. John, how do you think this ends after it's awesome? Oh, hold on, before the final question, we forgot the third party, the threesome that's not involved in the threesome, Baker Mayfield. It came out this week that they told him not to attend right. mandatory minicamp. If this gets worse and worse and worse, the NFL is in a corner. Right now, the NFL wants us to blow over, hope it settles out, and they quietly suspend him for two to three games. The reality of this is, with 22 women, 24 women, the juicy details of orgasming uh, on the face, the chest, the uh, fear for my job. I'm not trying to be gross, people, because this is what's going to come out in the trial, and it's going to get ugly. It's going to get very ugly. I think you uh, meant to say sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexy for all the people wanting <laughs> to get their fill of drama. But that said, you got Baker Mayfield still under contract. There's if this gets any worse, it wouldn't be shocking for me to sit there and see that the NFL forced to suspend him for a year. What do they do with their quarterback situation? What happens to two questions here? What happens to May Baker Mayfield if this worsens and gets uglier and, and the team still has him? Uh, 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 and and before or after the decision, they still have him. And where do you think this does end with Deshaun Watson? Well, they're not keeping Baker Mayfield, even if Deshaun Watson gets suspended, in my opinion. He's gone. He doesn't want to play for them. Um, like, So they're, they'll either cut him or they'll try to work out some trade for somebody else's disgruntled veteran. You know, I think that eventually. But my guess is they'll cut him. Uh, they, um, that's just my feeling. Um, I'll tell you what is surprising to me. With all that guaranteed money, Deshaun Watson should just pay these women and get it over with. Make an offer. If I'm Rusty Harden, rather than walk around saying stupid nonsense like he deserves like a losing happy the case ending, comments, that was horrible. I don't know, like what would possess a man to say that publicly? Like John, you could think it, but why say it? What do I always tell you about life? Perception yeah, versus reality. Exactly. Why in say America, that? People view perception as truth, and it is truth in their eyes. And in that moment, an old sixty samad white, rich guy from a different era in terms of his upbringing, his philosophical beliefs, beliefs, etc. 
He spoke what he believed. Yeah, and no, that's it, when it, it cost Sean Watson. It's going to cost him, but honestly, I would just with that money. And again, it's not my money, so it's easy for me to say. But he should just cut each one of those women a half million dollar check and say, "Listen, this is the one going price. Come one, you come all." You think off. it's going to be half a million only now? Those women would would immediately t- because don't forget they're also paying uh what's his face uh the, the lawyer Busby. he's gonna get a cut of whatever no, they but, but that's that's for. that's a payment right that's a and third so, the more they get the, the more, more he get. they get and, and the more he gets see i agree with you john uh, uh first of all mayfield if he gets a year suspend uh, i think mayfield should want out it's like somebody sent a meme he does. Saying, hey, Deshaun's been uh, uh, suspended for a year. You know, uh, uh, what kind of dearth of QBs out here? Right. And Mayfield responds, man, I feel for you. Good luck. <laughs> uh, and that's what I think he should do. Because he's got this guaranteed money, and they stabbed him in the back. And the reason I say stabbed him in the back, it's I'm not a Mayfield fan, actually. But you don't sit there and stab somebody in the back as they did after he laid it out on the he line. He put his body on the line. Exactly. He put his body on the and line. we're not yeah. talking uh, a, a game that we're accustomed to having played as kids. We're talking one of the most vicious sports where right. the hits can come at from speeds at 25 to 30 miles an hour and two forces going at one. So it's a devastating sport. I think he's gone. I think his, his agent's going to say, hold out, hold out. And even if you have to hold out to week 11 and then we report so that, so that contract can, they have no reason yeah, to hold it. it it's, just, it's just crazy to me. Like if I was the Browns, I would take on like half his salary to trade him if that's what No, they called. won't, John. They're stubborn. They, I mean, John, do you believe they actually did any due diligence on this no. issue or just no. took it word? No. And that's why they won't do that. They're too incompetent. This falls under my rule is how can a billionaire business owner extremely uber successful uh be such an idiot in owning a ball club and i say the same thing about politicians a lot of billionaire multi-zillionaire owners in their politics and then they hand the reins off to an idiot a yeah. consultant, you know so so what i see happening is deshaun uh deshaun watson's ego is why he won't settle but the reality is he's not looking at a hundred or a half million, maybe for some of the minor ones, meaning we're just hanging around. I, I consented. I enjoy doing it. Hey, let's go out next week to shine. Draw. This is over. Sure. Maybe they'll settle for half a million, but there's going to be a handful of women. We're looking at a million easily. And some, I believe we're looking at five, 10, maybe even more for the simple fact, which story garners the greatest publicity right. and gets attached and how quick they're going to move to cancel him. Because I, yeah. Shalice Malise Young, who I respect a lot, is a, a reporter for the, uh, uh, who used to actually do reports for KFFL. That's how I, why I know her. She's with Yahoo. We completely disagree ideology, but I was shocked at the fact of how down, how angry, how unsupportive, how she was like, this man's a predator type. Uh, moment and that's what I see slowly building up that's that 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 snowball that turns into an avalanche and that's what he doesn't want to nip in the bud because he's too ignorant right now he's not dumb but he's ignorant thinking he can get away with all this right but now. that's why you should have a good lawyer like I don't blame does who's a smarter yeah. lawyer Busby or Harden right now oh they're both they're both yeah, it doesn't matter though we, we, both we hammer Busby as a lawyer but we don't do much to Harden but who's made the calculated error that can destroy his clients? Oh, it's Harden. That's Harden. right. Yeah, like Harden right. should have told Deshaun Watson, look, this already cost you a year of your career. It's probably cost you the Hall of Fame. Like, you got to put this to bed, son. Like, don't admit guilt. 
have them sign NDAs, and then just, you know, hand out some checks. You just got $252 million guaranteed from the Browns. You know, honestly, take $50 million of that, if that's what it takes, and shut them the hell up. Like, it, it, seriously, you know what you did to them. In your, in your soul, if you're Deshaun Watson, you know what you did. Now, you may not think it was criminal, right? I could see where Deshaun Watson said, I didn't do anything wrong, just like Michael Vick didn't think he did anything wrong by drowning those dogs, right? Because that's the way he was raised. So, like, like Charlie Manson didn't think he did right. but, but, like but, did right, right. but Deshaun Watson, I could see where he might be whatever of the mindset that he did nothing wrong. But his lawyer should be pulling him aside and saying, listen, man, You've lost a year's worth of your career in your prime years, by the way. But John, they, he actually did do that. And Deshaun had settled out with what, 20 some odd women, but a few held out uh, because he wanted to go to the Dolphins. You know, uh, Deshaun Watson wanted to be uh, known as the king of Ted Club and the Miami Dolphins wanted it resolved. And when push came to shove, he couldn't get it resolved. One, I think that payout was a joke. Now that all this has come out, Hard, in his mind, Harden has a number. We don't know what that number is, but I guarantee you it's not 100,000 or half a million anymore. Yeah. And for the more egregious ones, uh, because here's how life works. A woman could be completely lying. Boy, but if she comes across with those tears, with the girl next door, with the yep. story, it doesn't have to be a woman. Any human being who has that ability, that defense is doomed. Oh, and by the way, in a civil trial, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Like those people in the jury box could just look at the woman and say, you know, we feel sorry for her. Oh, but there's no evidence that he did anything. We don't care. We feel sorry for her. That's, that's right. it. We feel sorry for her. And, and that's why I think it's idiotic that they haven't settled. It's just idiotic. It's way too public. I, I uh, you know. Well, well, John, it also brings up the question of this. Is there a morality clause? Meaning they may say, because remember, they go, no, no, they probably have in the contract, nothing that's happened uh, 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 can be used as a morality clause. But it's like a prenup. Here's the thing that people don't understand about a prenup. A prenup only goes, unless it's been structured completely different, but only goes up to the point you're married. Right. But there, the law looks at it as both of you earning money. So what I wonder is if that if there is a morality clause, because I would say not knowing the Browns, but that, but they that what they already asked and they said there is. But does that morality clause stop and women 23, 24, and those other at least 66, 40 some odd, if you remove the 20 some odd, do they fall under that? No, that's different, Deshaun. We didn't know about this. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, is okay, it enough? Is it enough to invalidate the contract? Maybe, this, but this is going to get uglier. Maybe, but then they gave up all those picks for him too. Like you're well, not getting can, those back, even if he, even if you do rescind this contract for a morality. Oh yeah, 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 because that's on the Bears, and this happened technically under the morality. This would be after the contract, meaning the contract was kosher. Uh, the the trade was, was done. Yeah, this these issues have now been learned since the contract. So yeah, it wouldn't affect the Texans. However. Who enabled him? Well, I don't know if they enabled him or not, but... Well, if they're giving him an NDA... It, it's starting to come out because, listen, I know that a lot of employers, I'm not sure about NFL teams, but a lot of employers, if you went to them and say, hey, I need some legal help, they'll be use our lawyer. So it's not an uncommon practice. Did they well, that know... that doesn't matter, John. Ignorance of the... I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I'm saying, but in that scenario, I can already tell you from the military, there is no ignorance of the law. As an yeah. excuse. Yeah, no, no. But what I meant was the Texans could say, for example, 
uh, he wanted an NDA not to hide rubbing tugs, but to prevent these women from, example, saying, hey, the guy, he's got a small penis and making fun of him on Instagram, right? Yeah. That, like, you could go to the team and say, can I have an NDA for them to sign for that purpose? Now, if that's a misrepresentation. And the Texans could say, hey, we've got like 10 of these for 10 different guys because they don't want to be made fun of or whatever. So we'll find that out. It's hard to say because we don't have details. But but John, even if that's true, this is what you're going to get. I was on the stand. Oh, <laughs> no, I get you. I, I, I get you. I get you. It must be running up. Judge, can we have 10 minutes? And she's carrying off. I mean, I'm not making fun of the women here. Please. No, I, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But I'm being realistic with how life works. See, John, the problem with life is, and you are, you and I have paid the price for being our own person in life. But the reality of the matter is, there's what you want to believe, what you want to do, and how you act on it, and what's really going to happen. Right. You know, and at the end, lawyer or trials are choreographed as much as possible by both sides. So that's what I'm kind of poking fun at because this boils down to, if it goes to court, who's the better actor? I.e., they'll term who's more believable. But in the end, who's the better actor? Right. And you know, John, it may take me a while, but I can learn how to cry. Well, uh, you know, I, uh, But I'm not going to say I met with Deshaun Watson. Not good for the, for, for the image. <laughs> you know what, comment? No, William, here's my comment for what we agreed would be a very quick podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've, yeah. Talk, we've talked ourselves into a stupor, it seems like. Well, I think this is a great podcast. And uh, uh, everyone, we have a, a slew of podcasts, a new line of podcasts, like they say in the fashion world, TNT, Fired Up, The Big Questions with Big John. And I'm going to be substituting a few episodes because there's some people I want to interview. Uh, and points on the board. You know, and we are going to extend into getting a, a football podcast, a basketball podcast, and we're going to get into it. We're going to get into all of it. So be sure to bookmark sportsgrumblings.com. Check out the podcast and feel free to give us feedback. We need feedback. We're looking to improve. And we thank you for listening. Any final words, John, before you tell us good night? No. Good night. <laughs>